What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 49 of the Davidson Hang Reflections podcast. All right. Well, thanks for listening. So, yeah, wanted to discuss a book I'm reading called Conversations with God. It's a it's a pretty fascinating book. Um, it's about well, it is what it's as a guy named Neil Donald Walsh. Um, so I'm reading the third book. Um, for, yeah, all of the books are great, so I would highly recommend it. So I'm gonna read with uh, to you the top ten quotes from reading it the last uh, few weeks. So the first one is. Uh, they see a healthcare system that is really a disease care system, spending one tenth of its resources on preventing disease and nine tenths on managing it, and denying that profit motives is what stops re- any real progress on educating people on how to eat and act and live in a way that promotes good health. I think in our society, there's much more of an emphasis in being reactive versus preventative. I think if we spent as much energy and resources on educating people in nutrition and how having to live healthy habits like meditation, uh, mental health, things like that, self-care, um, our society would be in a much better place. So that quote definitely resonated with me. And then the second one is, for what you resist, persist. Only what you hold can disappear. This is definitely relevant um, because there's a lot of things in life where we uh, ignore, and then the more we ignore it, the the more it, it comes back to us. Um, for instance, for me, it's dealing with my finances. You know, I, I would always be like, "Oh, you know, the, I'll worry about it eventually," and then it always catches up to you. So, you know, luckily I've made a lot of progress with that, but still have a long ways to go. Number three, the right and wrong are philosophical polarities in which a human value system, which has nothing to do with the ultimate reality, a point in which I've made repeatedly throughout this dialogue, there, there are furthermore not even constant constructs within your own system, but rather values which keep shifting from time to time. You're doing the shifting, shifting your mind about these values as it suits you. So right and wrong is really there's no there is no right or wrong it's just our what we think but it's there's no reality to a lot of the right and wrong it's just different opinions so it's so it's pretty interesting this definitely resonated with me because you know how many times like we think what we our beliefs are like the ultimate truth there's there's no if ands or buts it's it's like nope this is what's right and the more I, I dive into self-development, the more I realize like there is no right or wrong. It's just different values and, and respecting those values is important. So number four, in truth, there is no reality. There is only one moment and that is the internal moment of now. How many times are we thinking about the past or the future or our next promotion or next raise? There's so much of that. And in reality, you know, the, the people that I've seen to be the most successful are the ones that embrace the now. And that and that's really powerful. Number five, fear is that which you are not. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is the opposite of love, which you have created 
in your reality so that you may know experimentally that which you are. This is interesting, right? How many of us have fears that are just self-inflicted from past memories, right? There's so many things that we fear, you know, the fear of even failure, the fear of not being loved or liked or wanted, the fear that what our lives have a little meaning, right? There's so many things that we fear, but in reality, it's all, none of it is, is real, you know? Number six. This is the main difference between your culture, which is a baby culture, really a primitive culture, and the highly evolved cultures of, univer of the universe. The most significant difference is that in highly evolved cultures, all sentient beings are clear that there is no separation between themselves and what you call God. They are also clear that there's no separation between themselves and others. They know that each other having an individual experience of the whole. This is fascinating to me. The more I dive into and experience the world, I realize that there's no separation between us. We're all the same. Often what we project onto others is our, our own insecurities. Like, well, it's not all bad stuff, right? Like every time I compliment someone, every time I see greatness in someone, I also see it within myself. So you know, that's why I try to practice gratitude because the more gratitude I have for others, the more I'm lifting others up. Number seven, their first guiding principle is we are all one. Self-explanatory there. Number eight, yet right now one-fifth of the world's population are using four-fifths of the world's resources. And you show me you show no signs of changing that equation. There's enough for everybody. You would stop thoughtlessly squandering around all that on the privileged few. If, if all the other people use the resources wisely, you would use less than you do with a few people using them unwisely. Use the resources, but do not abuse the resources. In America, we make up such a very small, insignificant percentage of the world's population numbers-wise but we, we essentially use four-fifths of the world's resources, if you think about it. Like there's between the European countries and America, you know, our population is, is minuscule, right? Not, like, not, not that large if you look at the grand scheme of Africa and Asia and, and most of the world. But yet, you know, 55% of the world's population-wise, you know, let's say it's half a million people. I mean, half a billion if you include like all the privileged nations and then you look at you know what's the 70 percent of the world you know the the less developed countries right we're, we're essentially stealing their resources so it's it's a fascinating concept and you know it's, it's a reality that many people aren't willing to be with but you know we'll see you know that what the best we could do is impact one person at a time so number nine, as for communication, a highly evolved being uses at his first level of communication, the aspect of his being in which you call feelings, highly evolved beings are aware of their feelings and the feelings of others. No attempt is ever made by anyone to hide feelings. How many of us um, try to discredit our feelings or aren't able to communicate our feelings openly? You know, it's it's interesting, right? We have so many feelings and 
you know, in our society, it's still bad to really, for men to really talk about our feelings. It's, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. And number 10, if you have decided that we are all one, you would cease treating each other the way you do. If you've decided that there's enough, you would share everything with everyone. If you decided that there's nothing we have to do, you would stop trying to use doing this to solve your problems, but rather move to and come from a state of being which would cause your experience of those problems to disappear and the condition themselves to evaporate. So this is the classic treating others the way you want to be treated, right? You know, we, we would stop just trying to solve and fix everyone's prob- problems and just listen to each other and just be with each other. So I hope you all enjoyed my reflections on conversations with God. Uh, I'll do another one. Um, I, I know I posted one uh, last week. So I'm going to elaborate on that. And cheers. Hope everyone enjoys their beautiful weekend.